What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Roll to Play Level Up, our monthly show where myself, Kristen Devine, and my co-host, Kent Blue, get together, sometimes the two of us and sometimes with our friends, to chat about all things gaming. This month, we're doing things a little differently. Kent is not here, and I am joined by two fantastic people to talk about females in gaming in honor of International Women's Month. So welcome, Amanda Call and Banana Chan. Yay, thanks for having us. Of course. Yes. Thank you for having us. Uh, Amanda, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, pretty good. Do you wanna tell the folks where they can find you and what you're up to, any projects you wanna plug? I can think of one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can think of one. So uh, just recently, uh, myself and Doug Shoot of Victory Condition Gaming, we launched this crazy project called Dumpstat Tees where they are just t-shirts that say whatever, whichever one of these standard six stats is my dump stat. So like I have one that says dexterity is my dump stat and some people have wisdom or constitution or whatever else. And yeah, so that's a, that's a thing that we've been doing recently. And you can find that at dumpstattees.com and on all the social medias under dumpstattees because Doug did a great job locking all those down. Um, as for myself personally, Despite how much time I've spent talking about Dumpstat Tees recently, I am still also working on my personal webcomic, <laughs> Age of Night. So that's Age of N-I-G-H-T, um, which you can find at ageofnight.com. Yes, I uh, was one of the lucky people who got a, a Dumpstat Tee and I ordered Strength. Um, and then I took the fantastic quiz that you designed and it turns out my Dumpstat's really dexterity. So I had to order another shirt. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You can't have too many shirts. <laughs> this is a fact. And yeah, I mean, the, the quiz was really just to have something fun for people who like didn't necessarily understand the concept, but a lot of people have been taking it and being like, oh, maybe that is right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was not as self-aware as I thought. <laughs> yes. You guys are helping people in addition to right. making shirts. <laughs> right, giving you a moment of introspection. Awesome. And Banana, thank you so much for joining us as well. Yeah, thanks for having me. Do you want to take a minute and tell people where they can find you and talk about any projects you have going on? Yeah, um, so people can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, on Twitter, my handle is banana underscore chan underscore vid. And on Instagram, it's banana dot chan with an extra N at the end because banana chan was taken. So what? I know I'm really upset about that. So here we are. <laughs> Um, so projects I've been working on, um, I guess the last thing I worked on was the short story for Terror Below uh, through Renegade. Their Kickstarter just ended, so I think they're printing and getting all that backer stuff ready. Um, and also very excited to have my Dumpstat tee, which I wear like everywhere. <laughs> Mine was Wisdom, so I took the quiz as well and I got Dexterity, so. I think that's actually pretty common for a lot of people. Like you don't necessarily <laughs> think about it, but then you're like, oh wait, I do walk into door frames a lot. <laughs> yeah. And aside from that, I'm also working on a horror tabletop role-playing game with uh, Sen Foon Lim. So we're just tweaking it a little bit, playtesting it a bit, and we're, um, we're seeing where it goes. Oh, that's exciting. This is the first time hearing of it. Mm. Yeah, uh, we've been keeping it on the, the down low, uh, mostly because we are not done with it yet. 
it's, um, it's, it's in its, uh, I would say it's about like 70% there. We're just, fixed, awesome. you know, finagling with it. Yeah. That's exciting. Well, if you need any play testers, I would love to play anything the two of you make. So thank keep you. That in mind. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, before we jump into our topic, talking about female gamers, um, I wanted to ask each of you, what is a game that you have played recently that you really enjoyed and why? And Amanda, we can start with you if that's okay. Sure. Um, so last week on uh, Victory Condition Gaming, I played Dino Wranglers. <laughs> by Rochelle Doobie, which uh, it was, it's still in Kickstarter right now. It was part of the, it launched at the very end of February as part of the zine quest initiative thing that they were doing. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was really goofy. We went for this sort of like, it, I forget what the ridiculous name we came up with for it was, but it was basically like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, except we were cows and we were dinosaur like herders in like an old steampunk West type setting. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. It was pretty ridiculous. Um, the, the game is geared toward a uh, play for really young kids, but like all ages, but she primarily was aiming it for like, you can do this with young kids. Mm -hmm. um, and so the way that you get through the story actually uses this really neat token resolution type mechanic where getting through the story takes X number of tokens. And each time that you successfully do something, it removes X number of tokens. And so that way you can see how far along you are in achieving what you're trying to do, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. Oh yeah, I like that mechanic. Yeah, especially for like littler kids where they can, they're like, well, what a, I don't, they may not necessarily understand the story driven part of the mechanic of like mm -hmm. a role-playing game and have it be more a little more quantifiable of like, yes, you're this much through it. Like you're making progress. You can see the progress you're making. Right, yeah, I like that idea a lot. My um, my five-year-old always just wants to get to the monster. So I think that, right. would, help. I would, that would help him and he could see how close he is in getting there. So that's really cool. Right. Yeah, 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 that was a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure it's still on Kickstarter for a little while. So. And what was the name again? Dino Wranglers. 15 days to go, 325% funded, boom. Awesome. That's really good. Yeah. All right, yeah, Dino Wranglers. Great. We'll have to check that out. And Banana, what about you? Uh, recently, I was on actual play with uh, Sean Nittner and a whole bunch of awesome, awesome people. Uh, Alex Roberts was on as well. Uh, we played uh, For the Queen, which is a, uh, I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's like a, like a GM-less collaborative card game, uh, not card game, like a storytelling game. Right. Um, and all the, everything is on cards. So all the prompts, uh, character creation, like the, the players go in knowing like basically nothing and you just like collaborate and build this world together. Yeah, um, Tim has been lucky enough to play that, but I have not played it yet. But it's I'm looking forward good. to it. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's real good, yeah. Um, and you know, Alex Roberts, she just makes like uh, awesome, beautiful things. Like Starcrossed is awesome yes. and beautiful and elegant. Yes, agreed. We, uh, last month uh, for February, our topic was romance and we had Emily Carabas on and we of course talked about her fantastic games, but we also talked about Alex Roberts and, and uh, Starcrossed nice. as well. 
Great. Um, well, it's funny as I was thinking about this question today, because obviously I have to answer it every month. And I thought, I don't think I've played a role playing game in the last month. So what am I going to say? Uh, but then I realized I have. I've played exactly one. And it was just with, it wasn't on an on a actual play on a podcast or anything. It was just with our, our home table. Um, so we play almost, almost weekly. Um, but unfortunately, this last month, with it being cold and flu season, we only played one out of four weeks. So uh, we played D&D, 5th edition. And it's the first time in, I want to say, two years that I played D&D. Uh, so it was a little bit nostalgic. And it was, <laughs> we played pre-gens. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I spent 25 minutes waiting for my turn. But it's D&D, it's &D, right? So Yeah, so like you do. Like you do, right? So that was that was a lot of fun, but it's nice sometimes to come back to like big games like that, some of the original games, um, to appreciate what they have to offer and also how far we've come in game design. For cool. sure. Thanks, guys, for sharing those. I want to check out both for the queen and Dino Wranglers. Is it for the queen? Yeah, it's for the queen, and okay. um, the game that I played, I forgot to mention. Uh, yeah. Kira McGrone was on it, and uh, as well as uh, Gian Shim, who are both mm -hmm. awesome game designers as well. Oh, fantastic! You guys, you guys had an all-star cast there. <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'm super jealous. Very cool. I'm really excited to talk to you both um, and to talk about female gamers have a whole episode dedicated to it. So if you don't mind, I was thinking we could start maybe with female designers, but I really would like to just talk about females in gaming in general, people who in inspire us um, or whose games we just absolutely love playing, people we love playing with, writers, whatever sparks your interest, um, we can just talk, we can just talk about all the topics. Um, but I thought we'd start with female designers. Do one of you want to go first with maybe like a favorite or a current favorite? I know it's it's really hard to narrow the list down, I think. <laughs> that is, that is. And it's hard to just like, it, it can be hard too to just be like, yes, this one person out of all the things because you like so many different games for so many different reasons. Correct. That's true. Right. Well, I can start if it helps just kick things off um, with someone who, um, so I hope I pronounce her name her last name correct, but it's Nell um, Raban. Are you guys familiar with Nell? Mm -mm. Okay. I don't think so, no. Um, she, I, I know her a little bit uh, because we both worked on, um, we both wrote for Orun, the new agenda publishing game that uh, Misha mm. B is a part of. Mm -hmm. So we were both writers there. So I follow her on Twitter and she has a, a game that she just came out with recently called Home Again. Um, and it's about basically your roots of like who you are and where you came from and your ancestry and kind mm. of playing out that legacy. And I just really liked the idea and the style. And I, I haven't had a chance to review the entire game yet uh, because I just got it. But I'm actually hoping that we'll that we'll play it on Roll to Play because it just sounds. I just love, um, in the in like the little bit I read on her tweets and on, on the on her um, website, she's just very passionate about it, and it feels mm -hmm. like a very genuine game that came from the heart, and that's why I wanted to bring 
her up specifically. Um, like you said, Amanda, it's so hard because there's so many talented females. <laughs> right. Not only in gaming, but in game design specifically, it's like, where do you start? But I, I saw um, her game for the first time last week and I wrote her name down immediately to talk about on the show because I just mm -hmm. felt she was extremely genuine. Nice. So, yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, so I actually was doing a little thinking about this uh, the other day because I realized that even though I had played D&D, like, you know, way back when I was like a teenager and, you know, in college a little bit, I never really got into role playing until, um, I guess in my like mid twenties when I started playing Monster Hearts. Mm -hmm. Cause mm. Done, like D and D didn't actually like speak to me. I just like played it cause it was like, oh, it's a thing to do. But right. then when I actually played like Monster Hearts uh, by Avery Alder, I was just like blown away. Like this, I, there has to be more games like this somewhere. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how I got into like indie role-playing games and mm -hmm. all that. So I think that's like my go-to, my favorite game. <laughs> that's awesome. I have not, I don't know how, I'm embarrassed to admit this. I have not played Monster Hearts. Don't yeah, don't feel bad, Kristen. I, I have not either, and that'll get into part of my answer as well. Which yeah. I'm glad I'm not going on. Sorry, no, Amanda. No, but not. I'm, I'm, no, I am glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um I am going to play it, I believe, next month. And I think Banana and I get to play it with you. Yes. Right? So I'm very yes. excited. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, so good. We don't have the details worked out just yet, but there is a group. There's a there's a group chat going on, so I think I'm going to get to play it next month. Awesome. Um, so yes, I'm very excited. I've listened to quite a few actual plays about it, so I'm I'm excited to to play that one. Um, so sorry, Amanda, go right ahead with your answer. No. So what I was just going to say is that the the thing is, I, getting into my answers, I actually spend I I work as an illustrator in the tabletop gaming industry, and where I got into that was really through a lot of people who were doing, um, like my where I first got my foot in the door doing that was with companies who were doing like a lot more, a lot more old school focused stuff. And this was before the big, oh, more recent OSR boom. This was like a few years ago where these were just like really old holdouts <laughs> who were really like clinging to that D&D &D tradition. Mm -hmm. And at, during, this was during 3.5 and right at the, transition to fourth edition for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and so there was a lot of uh, open gaming license content that I was illustrating when I first started. And because of that, a lot of my connections and a lot of the people that I work with and game with have all come from that series of connections. So it's been really, really male dominated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's been like mm -hmm. a lot of the games that I've played have been ex designed exclusively by men. A lot of the gaming groups I've been in have been almost entirely men. And it's like, it, I actually, even some of the, a lot of the indie stuff that I've worked on in those circles, it's like, I've been trying to like claw my way out and be like, no, I want to get something else. <laughs> like, please <laughs> let me actually have a chance to play some games by some ladies. That would be really nice. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, more recently, I've gotten to have a little bit more exposure to that and get gotten to play a few more of these things. But it's not been as much as I would have liked. And I'm like furiously taking notes over here while we're talking of all these games that you guys are talking about that I want to look up and play now, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. that's, a, that's a thing that's happening. 
Um, I did one one designer who I do follow on social media, and I've gotten to play in a game that she wrote and she run was um, I'm gonna mess it up. I'm sorry, uh, Elizabeth Chapratical, right? Yeah, was that close? Was that close? Anyway, all right, I tried, yep. even if it wasn't right. <laughs> that was good. Um, no, because pretty much any time that I see a project that I'm like like on Kickstarter or whatever in development, and I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool, and then I find out she's writing for it like almost every time, mm -hmm. every single time. And her game, uh, Familiars of Terra, was really fun. I had a great time when she played it. It had a lot of really, when she ran it for us, um, I had a really great time playing it. And the whole, like, I really dig her whole design ethos and a lot of the different subjects that she's been tackling in games. And especially because some of it gets into my own personal things of, what we should be talking about and bringing forward socially. And mm -hmm. I don't know how much of this we're going to want to like get into or include in the final cut of this, but the whole thing that happened with her, um, she bleeds oh, game yeah. supplement. And it was just like, what is this even? So the backstory, mm -hmm. which again, I don't know if you guys care to keep or not keep of or course. whatever else, but mm -hmm. um, so she had written a, I think it was like a supplement or a, like an, like a module. Mm -hmm. for, uh, I forget the title of the game that it fed into, if anybody can help me out there or not. Um, <laughs> was it Lamentations of the Flame? Yes, Lamentations yeah. of the Flame Princess. That's right. I, it was something long enough that I just couldn't hold it all together in my brain. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a module for Lamentations of the Flame Princess and it was called She Bleeds. And the idea was that it was characters who gained powers during menstruation, which mm -hmm in general societally is this huge taboo of like, eh, don't talk about periods, it's gross. And like a lot of people menstruate and we should maybe stop treating it like it's this weird, terrible thing we can't talk about. And it's a cool idea to be like, hey, your body's going through all these other changes. Maybe you get special powers too. Heck yeah. Right, but <laughs> apparently one of the warehouses after it was printed, a warehouse it was being stored in saw it and someone somewhere along the line saw the cover and was like, oh my God, this is obscene and destroyed uh, like an entire stock of this book that she had made. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> completely messed up. Of course. That's this horrifying. Is of, yeah, it's completely messed up and wrong. And this is, and part of what I love though about her is that her response to this after like the initial just, hey guys, this is a thing that happened and I'm really upset and shocked by all this was, fine, screw you. I'm gonna write another menstruation game. <laughs> and it's gonna be a whole game. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best response i, love I it. think it's the best response i i just loved that so much i was just like yeah you get them <laughs> yeah that's horrifying because it is uh, it is a taboo subject but it it shouldn't be right, right. It, i feel like mm -hmm. it's really similar to and i won't go too far into this topic of course but i feel like it's really similar to breastfeeding oh where gosh, people are yeah. people yeah. are like whoa whoa feeding your baby oh with like your how breasts? <laughs> like, oh my god. How dare, how dare you do these things that your body was physiologically designed right. to do? Like right. why and, would you do that? And the idea that she that she wrote something that would not only like empower women, but could help empower young women who mm -hmm. are just learning about getting their period. I mean, if that had been presented to me when when I first had my period as a teenager, that could have changed my outlook on it because it's it's so often right. presented as yeah. 
well, I'm sorry this happens to you. It sucks and it hurts, you know, instead of right, right. And anything mm -hmm. deeper. Um, right. Well, and, and the other thing too is, uh, I mean, not even just not even just women or young women, but also people who are non-binary or trans men who menstruate oh, yeah. and are really probably bothered by this or possibly mm -hmm. bothered by this to have like, oh no, there's a positive spin on this. Like I can reclaim this maybe and have this yeah. be something that I don't feel as bad about. Right. Like that's, it has a lot of potential to be really positive for a lot of different people, but ah, uh, no, periods are gross. I'm going to burn it. Like, ah, uh, so, so frustrating. It's worth it how something like so normal is just like not normalized at all. Yes. <laughs> right. It is. How, how did this happen? <laughs> it is. What is happening? <laughs> it's kind of like, like women in gaming in general right because it's it's kind of weird. i mean it's not taboo but it's just like this thing where you know if i walk into a game store and and there's you know people playing D D and warhammer it's just i'm the only girl in there and it's like oh you know oh my gosh a girl <laughs> and not all the time but you know yeah so uh warhammer players female warhammer players are frequently referred to as unicorns uh, but my college gaming club, there were our our Warhammer group was about fifty percent women. So we we <laughs> joked that we had enough unicorns to run a unicorn tournament. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I love that. I did not know that was the term for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because apparently they're they're supposedly that rare. I mean, I and I mean, yes, I went to art school, so our college gaming club was uh, not a typical like representative sample of most right. gaming environments it was a like little bit different art school definitely has more uh more of a balanced mix of people i think like when it comes to gaming right, mm -hmm. right. like people right. that get into the tabletop role-playing games or like any sort of like gaming group it's usually not all you know cis white dudes <laughs> right yeah we actually we had a lot of we had a fair amount of diversity for for gaming we had a pretty good diverse mix in our college gaming group and i really miss being around that of course i'm like mm -hmm. i continued to go long after i graduated because i still <laughs> lived after i went to school and so i still went to my college gaming club for like four years or something after i graduated college <laughs> i was like no I love this group and these nerds so much. I can't leave. I was not the only one though. I wasn't like the one sad, lonely creeper that had graduated <laughs> forever ago. There were a lot of us that like just snuck into the building with our alumni ID and we're like, yeah, yeah, we can totally still attend this club. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I like that. I don't think that's creepy at all. I like that you, I like that you did that. And once you find a group to play with, I feel like it's something you don't want to let go, right? Because you, oh, yeah, certainly, yeah, you know them, they know you. It just, yeah, it's fr it's you know friendship, and then they know you in gaming, so it's great. Mm -hmm. Do you still get to play with them ever, or did you move? No, I moved. Okay. I moved. Yeah, I went to I went to school in Savannah, Georgia, and now I live in Maine. So, <laughs> oh. yeah, so I don't really get to game with those people anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> Every once in a great while, I still get to game with like one of them online, but mm -hmm. not not super often. Not often. But that mm -hmm. it was a cool environment too because the when I first started going to that club, there was a a woman who was the president, 
And then following year, just my sophomore year in college, I was the president of Guild and I of Gamers Guild. And I stayed the president until I graduated. So it was, we all pretty much always had at least one woman in one of the leadership positions as well, which was pretty cool. That's fantastic. I love that. So another game that I wanted to bring up was Bluebeard's Bride by uh, Sarah Richardson, uh, Whitney Baltron, and Marissa Kelly. Um, this is another game that I haven't played, uh, but I've heard several actual plays of it. And I haven't played it mostly because horror is something that early on in gaming, I really tried to stay away from. Mm. Um, I don't like scary movies. And I think that it's not necessarily me watching the movie, but what my mind does later that mm. freaks me out, which is why the idea of role-playing horror made me a little nervous. Now that I have role played more, I feel a little bit more confident and I'd like to actually try some horror games. Um, but I haven't played this one yet, but I've, I have heard actual plays and I just think it's a beautiful and really important game. Hmm. Um, I actually heard an, uh, an actual play of it on One Shot, on the One Shot Network that I loved. And then uh, Kent, ran it on Roll to Play early on when he first started last year. So um, have either of you played that game? Yeah, um, I played it once, I think when it was still in beta and then another time, uh, which I never finished. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what was, what was your experience or what did you take away from it? Um, so horror is definitely my thing. Like mm -hmm. I've always been in horror. Um, I think that the, most exciting thing for me was that it's, uh, you know, it's feminine horror. It's like, you know, you know, all the rooms, um, at, spoiler alert, I don't want to like rooms for anyone who's already, who hasn't played it, but it's basically about um, the, the Bluebeard um, legend mm -hmm. um, where he like, you know, he has all these brides and like every time he gets married, he like kills off a bride. Um, which is terrifying. And yeah. each of these rooms has like a different, uh, different horror aspect to it. I really like that um, the person who's GMing or facilitating, uh, you know, tries to make sure that like each person gets their own horror experience. So mm -hmm. whether it's, uh, you know, through their character or, you know, something that they've asked beforehand so like they would ask all these questions about like what are you scared of and then like integrate that into the game i think that's really cool yeah another reason why i'm not sure i could play it <laughs> i would say yeah. spiders and then yeah. it would be <laughs> well there's also like you know um the difference between like character horror and like you know what your character's scared of and what you're scared of and sure. aftercare and debriefing is very important <laughs> in any game <laughs> right good point yeah that's a really good point. Um, Amanda, did you say you've played it or no? I have. I have not. No, okay. I listened. I listened to a couple actual plays as well, and then I couldn't sleep. So, um, <laughs> I, yeah. No, I'm. I'm also a huge wimp when it comes to horror. Like, I, I'm very most horror movies and stories and everything. I don't actually find that scary. But when something is actually like when something gets it right, that I'm just like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm like completely messed up for like several days now. Now I'm a complete paranoid mess and completely mm -hmm. terrified. So it's just like, ah, I enjoyed listening to it because it was really fascinating. And I loved the craftsmanship that went into the game. And I can appreciate how well constructed it is, but I'm like, 
um, I don't know if I could handle playing that game or if then I would not sleep for like a week. <laughs> However, I actually think that running that game would be really cool because I do enjoy actually writing horror. So okay. I, f I feel like running the game would be a lot of fun, but I don't think I'd want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would be a totally different experience too. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I feel like if I could be in control of it, that would be a really cool experience. But mm -hmm. if I were one of the players that I would, no, that would be too intense. <laughs> Agreed. I'm there, I'm right there with you. Um, Banana, I know you GM. So is that a game that you would GM? in the future? Um, yeah, I think I would. Like yeah. anything horror or, I mean, I side between like horror and comedy. I don't do anything in between really when it comes <laughs> to jamming. I'm not gonna adventure. I'm not good at like anything else. I guess those are my dump stats. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a whole new line of t-shirts for you. Oh Amanda. boy, is there ever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. Um, so before I knew that you were going to be a guest, Banana, I did actually have um, you on my list as well because Dad's on mowers, <laughs> and I know that you've so done good. just. So I know you did a lot, but Dad's on mowers was just was so good, perfect. <laughs> it was just my sweet spot in like all of Banana Chan's things that are. It's, you're so talented. They're all good. But I was like, dad's on mowers. It's just it for me. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thanks for, yeah, thank you. <laughs> it was actually, um, I, well, when, uh, when Doug and John asked me to write a module for them, um, I trolled Doug a lot. <laughs> um, so, and I was going through like a dream daddy phase. So that was like the inspiration behind dad's on mowers. <laughs> I love it. It's so perfect, though. It's like, it's especially if you have a dad person in your life. It's just yes. like, yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Krista yeah. and I both have husbands and have kids, so it's like, yep, that's yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that that's pretty right. much it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and and Tim actually played in uh, one of your dads on mower's game, and he did like this Hank Hill. <laughs> character that I just uh yeah anyway they were really into it they got all I it's just like yeah yeah they still they still talk about it Ken oh, and really? Tim at least still talk about it. I know they want to play again so they're probably gonna bug you about that yeah <laughs> morning we, we were talking about like scheduling but you know how it is gaming is adults uh, <laughs> right we, we all have busy lives. Kids, no kids, it doesn't matter. We all have jobs and just really busy lives. So, yeah. Okay, I went twice. Sorry, guys, because I had to throw banana in there because Dad's on Mowers <laughs> is so great. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So, I also want to make sure we have a few minutes to talk about um, LARPing. But before we do that, do you guys want to like each talk about one or two more designers? Because I know it's there's so many. Um, but I'd hate to cut it off at just one. <laughs> right. Banana, you had a list. Banana has I a, have list. a list. Banana but has I a lost... whole list. <laughs> I lost the list. It was on Twitter and I was replying to someone, but now it's gone. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, because there's there's no good way to find things on Twitter. They're like really they, they happen yeah. and then they're gone in the ether mm -hmm. somewhere. 
Yeah. Um, so on that list, I remember was um, Alex Roberts. So like, you know, for the Queen, Starcrossed, uh, those two games were are really good. Um, trying to think. Oh, uh, Laura Simpson's Companions Tale. That's awesome. You are uh, playing the companions to heroes and telling the story. Mm. Um, trying to think who else is there. Uh, Whitney Delaglia's um, uh, Prism, which is like a diceless uh, relationship underwater mermaid, merfolk wow. um, game, which is amazing. Uh, who else is there? Um, oh, and uh, Rosenstrasse, which is on Kickstarter now, I believe. Uh, that is by Mo and Jessica Hammer. So I think that's, uh, yeah, I think they've funded, but it's up there. Awesome. I really like everything you said about that mermaid game. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> Which is all these buzzwords that hit my interest. I was like, yes. <laughs> you just see like Kristen's ears perking up more and more right. as you kept describing the game. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney's awesome. She wrote the game. She did most of the artwork layout. And um, wow. I think it was like her and her friend who uh, they went back and forth on the artwork. So mm -hmm. yeah, it looks really good. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, Amanda, any any last thoughts on designers before I move into LARP? Dana Cameron, Cats, 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 was recently, I don't know if it's done on Kickstarter or not. I know it was on there recently. I'm not sure if it's still running. But uh, she has business cards that says that say, I will put cats in your game. She <laughs> She's really fun and has a lot of, uh, she brings a lot of fun, interesting, different ideas into games as well. And I really also just enjoy her on a personal level in that she also lives in Maine. So I get to actually see her on occasion, <laughs> which is a real treat because I feel sometimes like I live in the middle of nowhere and I never get to see anybody unless I travel to like a major gaming convention, like Origins mm -hmm. or something. Um, but we actually see each other at like small comic conventions and art events and stuff in Maine all the time. And yeah. She's a really cool person. I enjoy I enjoy her work. You should check out Cats, 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 if it's still on or not. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and also the work that she did with uh, Hamish, uh, which was uh, The Sprawl, I think was the name of it, or just Sprawl. I want to say I that's right. Yeah, I think it's Sprawl. Or, oh, no, I'm, no, I'm not sure either. <laughs> I know, no, it is, it is The Sprawl. The sprawl. the sprawl. Okay. Right. Right. Cats, 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 and the sprawl. The sprawl. Where she it where her major contribution to that was the ability to play cyborg kitties, which right? Wow. <laughs> like, how can you not love that? <laughs> oh, that sounds yeah, I want to play that now. I wrote down cats, cats, cats as if I'm gonna somehow forget that name. <laughs> right, as if you could ever forget. Cats, cats, cats. But we are talking about so many wonderful designers it's and games. True. So it's a lot of information to try to hang on to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do want to make sure we have a few minutes to talk about um, females in LARPing. So I know both of you have experienced LARPing. I don't. So I'm going to give the show to you for this one and let you guys Ooh. tell me about <laughs> about LARPing in two minutes or less banana. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm Amanda, just you go first. <laughs> um, okay, I don't get to LARP terribly often anymore since obviously that's not really a thing you can do over the internet. I mean, you kind of could, I guess, but not. it's not the same. 
it's not really the same thing, I guess. Um, Banana could easily point out that I'm wrong here, but. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't really get to LARP very often anymore, but back at my college gaming group, we did it a lot, actually. Uh, a handful of our founding members continue to run a LARP like group where they go to different big conventions and run LARPs. They're called Kettle of Fish. Um, and they go to all sorts of different convention, gaming conventions all over the place and run different LARPs that they've written. Um, they were the ones who founded our college gaming group. So we would do LARPs pretty frequently. Like we would have like one big one pretty much every quarter. And sometimes there would be little campaigns going or sometimes we'd have like just random one-offs here and there or whenever somebody got an idea for something. And sometimes we were playtesting rules that were eventually published in different LARP systems, which was a lot mm -hmm. of fun too. Um, yeah, so I always had a great time doing that. We did a lot of Cthulhu Live LARPs. Huh. Um, and we did a lot of LARPs that were that really didn't have hardly any kind of mechanical structure beyond, here's your character, here's the scenario, go. <laughs> <laughs> and then there were a lot that the guys in Kettle of Fish came up with their own uh, system. That's what they ultimately ended up doing a lot of, the, a lot of it with. But they've never published because they all have you know, other jobs and lives and everything. And it, I don't just don't think it's ever made it all the way there, but mm -hmm. that's something I always had a lot of fun doing. Was it similar then where you said your, your gaming group was like 50% women was LARPing the same? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. It usually was. And then at the, at the conventions, um, at larger gaming conventions, it will skew a lot more male. There, mm -hmm. there is like a handful of, they have like a handful of like fans that show up to most of their events. And so you'll see the same people. And there's a, that core group that shows up to almost all of their events is usually 50, 50 women, men and women. And then it's usually like the fill in for the rest of the LARP tends to be mostly men. And sometimes you'll catch a couple other women coming in too. So. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, Banana, what about for you? What's the like ratio when you LARP? Is it a lot of women or is it mostly men? I'm very spoiled. Um, so <laughs> uh, in New York, we have uh, this thing called LARP Loft. It's run by Liz Gorinsky. She is a, I believe she's a Hugo Award winner. Um, wow. Yeah, she is kind of a badass. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And she runs this thing called LARP Loft, uh, inspired by Jason Morningstar's LARP Shack that he has out in North Carolina, I think. Anyway. Um, so it's this group that gets together and uh, we have people come and play these different one-shot LARPs. So last time we played, I think it was Deep Love by Jason Morningstar. And prior to that, we played Fade to Gray. And most of the time we have, I would say like when we played Deep Love, it was, uh, I think there was only one guy there, like one dude. Wow. There. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, before that, when we played Fate to Grey, I think it was it was a little more even, but it was still like I would say like thirty or forty percent male. Wow, yeah, that's great, and that's not common. I'm gathering from both of you. Yeah, no, <laughs> in like any sphere of gaming, that's not common. right. Right, right, okay. yeah, yeah, it's very uncommon. Um, I think that. You know the people who organize it there they they try really hard to you know make it care to people who are just starting out and larping and you know mm. 
cater to you know people who aren't uh cis dudes so it's really cool right yeah yeah um i think some great resources for people who are just starting out are uh you know the golden cobra challenge which is online you can find like a whole bunch of free larps on there um totally not saying this because i'm one of the judges but you should definitely check it out <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to you should submit a game <laughs> this year. Um, totally a thing you should do <laughs> yeah and also another uh another good resource is hashtag feminism which is a uh, an anthology of uh, of LARPs and oh, other cool. role-playing games. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Because I'm, I mean, there's, it's really cool to hear about a mostly, like a mostly female LARP group. And not mm -hmm. because, not because I don't enjoy gaming with guys. I enjoy gaming with anybody who's a good player. But so often you feel like, oh, I showed up to this game and I'm like the only woman here and now I feel kind of awkward. Even if you have yeah. been gaming for a really long time and you've been in that situation many times before, it still is kind of awkward. And in a LARP, there's an even like, there's less separation between yourself mm -hmm. and the game. Like you're much mm -hmm. more in it, it is much more immersive. And so that can be real, that puts you in a very vulnerable place and that can be really kind of like it can it can put you a little bit on edge especially for starting out everybody in the first like i know you've never larped kristen but even in even experienced larpers the first like 10 minutes 10 mm -hmm. 15 minutes of any larp are super awkward <laughs> because nobody's oh, yeah. like nobody's into it yet like everybody's still just like oh wait we're all just standing here in this room pretending <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it takes a little bit for everybody to get warmed up and you have to really let your guard down. And that's a lot mm -hmm. harder to do when you're in a situation where you're basically socially conditioned to not necessarily feel safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, oh, sorry. That, yeah, that, that can be a big thing that can kind of like keep women out of a, out of a gaming activity like LARP, where it is that much more, you have to be that much more vulnerable to even participate. Right. Yeah, for sure. I think that um, the reason why maybe we have such a high number of, you know, uh, you know, non-binary uh, women, uh, you know, it's, I, I think that the reason for that is mostly because of the content and like the, mm. you know, the games that we play or the games mm. that we choose to play. A lot of the games are heavily inspired by, I, I hate using the word Nordic LARP, but I don't even know what to call it anymore. That's just like... <laughs> There's so many arguments about like what Nordic LARP is and isn't. I'm just gonna say it's like, you know, people who have made those kinds of LARPs in Europe. Um, <laughs> they, it, Cause it's like, it's a very, um, it's not the same as here. It's very, it's, it's a lot more integrated into like, I guess their culture, like in lifestyle. It's just like, you know, LARPing isn't so strange as it is here. Mm. Where, you know, when people think about LARPing, they think about, like, you know, people going out into the woods for, like, weekends. They think about lightning bolt. Yeah, lightning, exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, whereas over there, it's like, you know, women LARP, they write LARPs, and they sort of bring it into, like, academic settings. And people here, they start, you know, doing the same thing. They, like, learn from, like, all these different play settings. So that's why the content is a little different. And mm. I think that's why... Uh, women feel more comfortable in LARP settings, um, such as like, you know, our group. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and the LARPs that you guys play, are they also 
written by women or non-binary or is it a, is it a mix? Yeah, it's mostly uh, women and non-binary and uh, well, uh, trans women. Um, I think that like a majority of the LARPs that we've played so far, well, okay, except for Jason Morningstar, he's like everywhere. <laughs> There's certain creators you just can't get yeah. away from. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, like we have, uh, I'm trying to think of like the last game that we played. If you go onto Golden Cobra, uh, dot org. There are mm -hmm. a bunch of creators there, and mm. I, don't, I feel like when we when we read through them, they're not all cis men. Like it's it's very like it's very diverse in terms of like who submits what. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure why. I don't know why that is. It's probably because we like curated our group so well, or yeah, well, not me in particular, like other people have done all the work. So now I'm just like <laughs> reaping the benefits. <laughs> yeah, but if you go and you're an active participant and um, you continue to make it a safe place and you're fun, like we all know you are, then mm -hmm. you are adding to it. So you can take some credit, but <laughs> Right. Thank you. <laughs> well, and there's, and, and that is actually, I think probably a big part of why you end up with so many people participating that are like a huge percentage of women and non-binary and trans folks is probably because you're fostering that kind of environment where those type of people feel safe. Like right. where where people don't feel like they're gonna walk into a situation that's not gonna be fun. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens. And that like, I, I bring it back to kind of like my art school experience where people are, where it's like, I, I happen to have and like statistically improbable number of like trans and non-binary friends. And it's like, oh, like, it's cause you went to art school. And it's like, well, yes, but that's because it's a art school tends to be a more open and safe environment mm -hmm. for people to feel true to themselves. Like right. you're already in an environment that's fostering like, yeah, be you and do what you do and you'll be okay here. That's what we want you to do. So that's going mm -hmm. to, attract more people who need or feel like they need that kind of space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and so that's that's the thing when you're building that kind of community and that kind of gaming experience, you're going to get a lot more people who need that kind of experience to have a good time. Because mm -hmm. we've all walked into the <laughs> game store that's nothing but a bunch of dudes and they turn and look at you like, why are you here? <laughs> it's not a fun feeling. No. <laughs> No, it's not a fun feeling. Awesome. Thank you both for teaching me a little bit about LARP because um, I knew nothing about it. And now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to check it out. So thanks, Banana, for all the information. And Amanda, thank you as well. I know you don't get to LARP quite as often, but um, it's great that you can do it at conventions. I actually didn't know you could do it at conventions. So see, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. really interesting and I am learning a lot. <laughs> yeah, most, most gaming conventions will have a, maybe not a huge LARP track, but they'll have a LARP track where you'll have a few options to choose from. And there are also solo, solo player LARPs if you're mm -hmm. ever interested. So really? Yeah, Jay Lee uh, writes a lot of uh, solo player LARPs. Mm -hmm. And I think Avery Alder also wrote one recently as well. Oh, I didn't know she wrote LARPs. That's good to know. I believe it was a LARP. I think it was like called Little Sparrow or something, but yeah. Hmm.
Um, so thanks for so much for joining me, Amanda and Banana. It's been a fantastic talking to you both about women in gaming. I feel like this should be a two or three or four part episode because I know <laughs> that we like barely scratch the surface. Um, there's just so many fantastic women in gaming. So thank you both for taking time on your busy schedules to come and talk to me. Um, so one more time, um, Amanda, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me, uh, my work is at ageofnight.com. That's N-I-G-H-T. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at ageofnight and at Amanda Call Art. One of those goes to the other one. I'm not sure which anymore, but. But people will find you. You'll Perfect. find me. And Banana, what about you? Um, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at banana underscore chan underscore vid or banana dot chan with another N at the end. Or you can find me at Game in a Curry. Uh, that's my board gaming side of things. Perfect. And you can find Kent and myself at Roll to Play Pod or Roll to Play Podcast. Uh, com. And you can find me on Twitter at Kristen is no Jedi. Or if you want to learn more about my games, you can also find me at diceupgames.com or uh, at diceupgames on all things social media. So once again, thank you, Amanda and Banana. And we will see you next month on World to Play. Level up. Mm -hmm.